Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia replaces REM cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept in 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, a show where our hero sometimes kills villains and keeps the evidence, and where lobster women terrorize pilots. It's also a show that 9 out of 10 water salesmen recommend watching for flowy glow-ups. As today, we discuss Dry Hard. But, 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 buddy flood. <laughs> yes, and it is quite a tale. I do not remember the animation being quite so interesting. <laughs> huh. I was clued in a little bit because Ange had watched the episode before I did and had taken a few beautiful stills that she had sent to me. Oh, so I made sure to pay back the favor in kind. So if you are inclined, if you got like, you know, some time on your hands and you're like, I want to see some weird stuff, feel free to watch this episode. It's a Disney Plus Season 1, Episode 36, Dry Hard, Darkwing Duck Takes on the Liquidator. Just pause it at random times. <laughs> You could get something that looks really, really cool, or you could get a crumpled up little weird blobby darkwing. <laughs> Doing like the family guy pose when they like crumple to the floor. <laughs> get like legs all skewed. <laughs> it definitely looked uh, like there were just points where they just were like a one second frame. So we're just going to put I, something here. You know, like, well, we got to get this episode out. Who cares what it looks like? Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, that being said, it is a very fun episode. And it's actually a true origin episode, too. It is. Um, although it does end in quite a way where it seems like, and that was the end of the liquidator. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just hop on in here. Unless you have any overall thoughts for the top of the show. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's one of those episodes that for some reason I have watched it several times and I'm not even sure why. I guess it's just, it is the only Liquidator episode where it's just him. Otherwise he appears with the Fearsome Five. So hmm. there's that. The one thing I do remember is that his voice actor, Jack Angel, is also the voice of Moloculo Macabre. <laughs> and you can kind of hear it a little bit when he's yes. Bud Flood. Yes. Uh I actually looked him up at the end and saw that he he sadly passed away in 2021. But I was like, oh, sh he was a bunch of things like the credits on that man. But yes, he was also Moloculo. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally hear that now that I see it. So rest in peace to a hardworking, beautiful salesman slash monster dad's voice actor. Mm hmm. This episode, too, we also get quite a few costume changes from Drake. The sweater vest does not appear at all because St. Canard is having a heat wave, baby. Our episode opens with Avian Way looking pretty barren as Drake is installing the world's most convoluted sprinkler system in his lawn. Um, he uses like a valve. He loses a valve kind of looking thing and it clunks across the street and falls into a sewer. And he just watches it vanish like all of his dreams. But all of our dreams are coming true because her model foot has materialized next to him not even like 30 seconds into the episode and it's already one of the greatest episodes of all time and he's come to see how he's making out and uh drake 
not for the first or last time, calls himself the original Mr. Fix-It, assures him that he's got it all under control as a geyser of water like starts shooting out of the pipe that Herb is standing on top of. And Herb, uh, well, Herb kind of gets a power wash bidet treatment as he's lifted off the ground. And uh, this is the first time where I've paused it and I was just like, wow, this animation. <laughs> I cannot recommend enough just watching and pausing this one every few minutes just because you truly know, don't know what you're going to get. Again, like there's some really cool scenes where Darkwing looks really great and he does like the whole flowy cape thing. And then there's Herb uh, woo-hoo-hooing his way <laughs> atop a pillar of water <laughs> for a really a long time. And of course, when Drake finally cuts the water off, uh, herb falls on top of him and there's construction guys on the street who are installing a new sidewalk apparently and they all just kind of laugh at him and they that's really their only purpose they're just there to like rib drake and fall for goslin's sales ploy which we'll get to and give goslin all of their money yeah (laughs) which hey i guess it evens out Drake starts arguing with them as Goslin wanders into frame. And she's ever the amateur entrepreneur and decided that she can profit off the heat wave by doing the childhood staple of setting up a lemonade stand on the front lawn. And I wonder what the first kid who ever did that was like. Like, he's like, you know what? Wakes up like sweat in a cold sweat on a Saturday morning. He's like, mom, 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 we got lemons. <sighs> we got some oversized cardboard boxes. I had a brilliant idea. I'm going to go sell some lemonade. Did you ever have and then a lemonade I, stand growing up? I feel like I must have, but there were my my street wasn't really like a well-traversed one. So we probably maybe sold like a glass of lemonade. <laughs> probably to your parents um, or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was to my dad. <laughs> uh, did you? I can't remember. I'm going to say probably not. And if it if I did, it was probably Kool-Aid because we mm. definitely did not have access to lemons and I would not have known how to make lemonade. But Kool-Aid was pretty easy to make. So I'm pretty sure we did something. I don't know if it was a lemonade stand, but we always had like powdered lemonade mix. So don't be too impressed. I wasn't making any kind of alchemy, but you know, like that that first kid, that first kid who did this, and then the sensation that they started. There was probably like a like a turf war between all the kids, being like, "You stole my idea!" Kind of like how I assume the Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks employees rumble in poorly lit parking lots after their shifts. The lemonade stand rivalries must have been intense. Those kids walked so that Goslin, <laughs> Goslin has no run. competition. Exactly, so that she could waddle. We could waddle um, into the, her riches. Yes, because she is ever the businesswoman. She is quite an evil businesswoman, in fact, um, as she entices her buyers to, you know, come over with a bowl of potato chips that she dumps an entire shaker of salt over so that their mouths instantly turns into a desert and have to buy her overpriced cup of natural mineral, mineral water. I swear that her sign said lemonade, but she was selling natural quote-unquote natural mineral water and for a dollar so she she dries this man's mouth out and then demands a water so kind of just like big corporations today yay 
Um, she gets her buck and then we see that she's just filling her water bottle from the garden hose and she's like, natural mineral water from the tap, naturally, <laughs> as she is the little scam. evil. Yeah, she is an evil businesswoman. This part was pretty funny, too, because she's doing her whole thing. We're just watching her. And then all of a sudden, Drake is like, this show is about me. Everyone witness me. <laughs> He's just like, watch my plumbing genius. And he turns on the sprinkler system. And if you've ever watched Darkwing Duck before, it goes as well as you would expect it to go. And if you haven't watched Darkwing Duck before, you should watch this episode and pause it at random times. Um, but basically, the pipes just start popping out of the ground until Drake is tangled up in them like the world's most improbable knot and uh at the top of the whole thing where the pipes burst and he just kind of gets doused in the face and then the construction guys are just losing it they are just laughing their asses off at this whole thing herb offers some constructive criticism saying that he needs a three-quarter pinkney flange which was this is the second time it's brought up and dear friends it is not the last time Drake flips out a little bit because I mean fair um, he's talking about how he knows and he's got every kind of flange inside and he goes inside and Launchpad is just sitting in there watching a, the TV and there's a commercial on I had to go back I'm like what did that just say the shoe yes. and it was literally just a man with a shoe on his head and then like words pop up that say the shoe <laughs> like, I noticed that too it was good <laughs> it's like is this a show I'm in I'm in Street. But he just kind of walks in. He's like, um, Launchpad, what's a pinky flinch? And, but shut up, Drake, because soft copy with Tom Lockjaw is on, which is a play on a show called Hard Copy, in case they didn't have that other places, which was like a news program. And Tom Lockjaw is looking very svelte in this episode, maybe because he's not wearing like his trench coat and all that stuff. He's got short sleeves on because heat wave. But he's standing outside La Grande Yappe and is reporting that even the rich and beautiful can't find decent water to drink. And uh, two 90s babes are there to report in that the water that they drank uh, tasted like musty corduroy pants or scorched insects, which is an interesting one, or cheap Zinfandel. And then they're both completely disgusted. And then... Tom Lockjaw is like, this is not about you. This is about me and pushes them out of the frame and then just walks away. Like, there's no reason why he needed to push them out of the way because he's immediately walking down the street and introduces us to the man, the myth, the legend, Bud Flood, who owns a sparkling crystal pure flood water bottling company. And then I wrote down the acronym wondering if it was anything and it's not. It's SCPFWBC. Hmm. It's a lengthy one, but he's apparently just giving a press conference in the middle of a street somewhere uh, about water physics because apparently Bud Flood is an expert on water physics. And we get our first and overall very short-lived look of Bud Flood before he's irrigated. And he looks better as a water dog, in my opinion. Like, there's something Radigan-ish about him. It's his... I think it's his hair. Yeah, right, like the, the, the packed down plastered down black hair he's got like the dark circles around his eyes too which i guess is kind of i don't know like he doesn't look bad but he definitely does look like a greasy salesman looks aside he definitely sounds like the liquidator as he starts to tell everyone that the reason that all of his competitors water tastes bad is because of dinosaur molecules 
<laughs> as everyone who is a water physicist knows. Bud Flood, owner of the sparkling Crystal Pure Flood Water Bottling Company, is a foremost leader in water physics. The problem is, bad-tasting molecules that have been around since dinosaur days have worked their way into the regular water molecules of <clears throat> most of my competitors. Ooh, I wouldn't want to drink those. <laughs> And with Bud Flood Sparkling Crystal Pure Flood Water, I'll never have to. It tastes so good, you think you water. Drink Sparkling Crystal Pure Flood Water. And then confetti and applause and cheering f starts. And it all he just spins it all into an ad for his own water brand. And we get our first introduction into the legendary Floodettes. Flood girls. The Jingle Girls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're the ladies who appear only in this episode. Oh, oh, oh. And they sing oh, little... Oh, I got oh. His buddies. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. But they just kind of show up in various costumes throughout the episode and sing little jingles. So currently they are dressed as water bottles and they have their, their lovely lady legs and high heels out. And that's about it. And they're singing about how everyone should buy his water. And then Bud brings it home by slurping up his product directly to the camera. And surprisingly to me, Tom Lockjaw is not at all impressed. <laughs> and he starts talking about how he, the officials think that someone is befouling the other water company's bottled water. And Drake is outraged that someone would be befouling. And uh, so naturally Darkwing is on the case. Launchpad and Darkwing are driving around, complaining about how hot it is, and decide to stop and buy a drink at Beverage King. Darkwing is shocked to hear that everything is sold out. Everything that doesn't taste like mud, apparently. The shopkeeper corrects him. And we see some oozing and fizzing, exploding bottles on their shelves. And Darkwing notices that there's two brands that seem to be selling out, and it's the Bud Flood Water and Cuckoo Fizzy Water. Their favorite apparently because the mallards have a favorite kind of water mm -hmm. and he determines that one of them will be the next bottler hit and okay so i do not remember <laughs> that is cuckoo fizzy water place was so clowny <laughs> it is supremely clowny all of their vats of water just look like clowns looking up at the ceiling with their big mouths filled with water. Like their nose is like a central fixture. It's horrifying. I do not like clowns. So I hate this. But I get it because it's also a not so sly nod to the Joker. As we'll soon see because surprise, surprise, Bud Flood is the one creeping around the competitors' catwalks just straight up dumping poison. <laughs> into their water and he says slop slop fizz fizz as he pours it in which is play on the alka-seltzer jingle if uh you guys don't remember that it's pop pop fizz fizz oh what a relief it is then he's interrupted by uh our first i am the terror of the episode and he's like i am the parking meter that expires while you shop launchpad is surprised to see bud flood there but walk directly next to them are the the buddies, the jingle girls, mm -hmm. and they're dressed as the poison bottles <laughs> singing Bud, 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 Buddy Flood. And Darkwing unravels his plot, which Bud S is up to immediately with a sales pitch. 
And he's like, would you rather drink my pure mountain magic or a big fat monkey brain? And one of the buddettes, the buddies, Jingle Girls, just has a bottle with a brain in it. <laughs> Where were you keeping that? In your poison costume. So obviously, Darkwing's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to drink your water. Then he gets up and butt floods the face so hard that he falls over the railing. Doing some gravity-defying Wily Coyote for a little bit but then just plummets to his death he f he falls into the vat and is screaming for help but you're still going up the river mr taste help me i'm don't be such a baby flood it's only water where'd he go all the better. Cases are so much easier when the bad guy offs himself like that. And Darkwing just killed a man <laughs> in front of his buddies, his jingle girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but they maybe they can't see, so maybe they like. That's <laughs> true. They're just kind of like I. They were in the middle of a costume change. Uh, but then Darkwing is just kind of like, well, the cases are so much easier when the bad guy offs himself like that and then just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that I was actually surprised at how competent he was to figure this out? Because usually he's so bad at actually being a detective. Mm, but mm -hmm. I guess in order to move the story along faster, because if he spent too much time trying to figure it out, we wouldn't get to this part, which is really only the first act. But I was actually impressed at how quickly he figured out where the culprit was going to strike next. And he was correct. Yeah. And then he accidentally murdered the culprit. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of it was the the whole setup of this episode was very fungus among us. Only he didn't kill Morgana. <laughs> oh, no, she's hot. I can't kill her. A very, very brutal death, though, for the liquidator. Yes. Very unpleasant. And uh, luckily, though, he seems to enjoy what happens to him. But the vat, as, you know, Darkwing wanders off, just bubbles liquidedly, if that's a word. And then it just goes to the next day, and it's life as usual on Avian Way. <laughs> Darkwing has no trauma from melting a man alive. The next day, the guy on the radio continues to talk about how hot it is and how everyone's struggling to keep their lawns alive when we pan down from the scorched sky to paradise as we see the Muddlefoot home is simply flawless. It's beautiful. The grass is green. It's got a blooming garden and flower bushes and they're being trimmed by the angel himself. So glorious that a random news reporter guy runs up to him, calling him by name, clearly knowing that he is a saint. And he says that he's from Better Than Your Home and Garden magazine, <laughs> which is pretty great. And wants a picture of Herb's incredible sprinkler system. Herb obliges, of course, because he's very gracious. And a little sprinkler head start popping up around the yard. And then like a giant um, fountain pops out and it's just like the whole thing is just like over the top and everybody is very impressed 
And then we pan over like the perfectly green hedge. It's it's so funny. It is a perfect juxtaposition because it's just like beautiful, 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 beautiful. There's the hedge. And then literally on the others, like there's supposed to be two hedges next to each other. It's just gnarled branches. <laughs> and then Drake has completely destroyed his lawn trying to get the sprinkler system <laughs> installed. And he is just like yelling. He's just... He's he's basically in the trenches trying to get this thing to work, and uh, he attempts to get the, the reporter's attention, yelling over to him as he turns the sprinklers on. And of course, no water comes out, and instead just starts flooding the house as Drake watches his lawn impatiently, being like, "Come on!" The reporter asks if he could have got a three quarter pygmy flange, and Drake starts ranting about how he doesn't need one. And then opens the door to the house and gets hit with the tidal wave of water that had built up inside it and goslin surfs out on top of it drake One. says i don't need no stinking pinkney flange is that oh he does it is um i don't know what it's from but the line is badges we don't need no stinking badges i think it was because i remember i don't know my mom used to say it all the time so it was like a popular thing i don't know but he doesn't need no stinking pinkney flange but Spoilers. He does. Then we head back out. I guess Darkwing, Mr. Fixit, gives up and goes back to being a hero. As him and Launchpad are now on the road again. But they are indeed shopping for a three-quarter picnic flange. When a fire hydrant bursts from the ground and a long, watery hand plucks Darkwing from the rat catcher and pulls him down into the sewers. Down into the sewers where there is a stage with red velvet curtains and spotlights all ready to go <laughs> uh, a mysterious figure in a trench coat steps onto the stage and darkwing demands to know what's going on and who this is and then the buddy jingle girls emerge in big boxes with question marks on them singing as they like to do and the trench coat figure starts to introduce himself what's going on here who are you what's going on here who could he I was once a meager but brilliant bottle water salesman in the beautiful burg of St. Canard. St. 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 Canard. Enough of this song and dance. You mean to tell me you're... Correction! I was Bud Flood. Bud, 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 Buddy Flood. Before you mercilessly threw me into that contaminated vat of water. Threw you? You fell into the vat! I mean... I had nothing to do with that. We even tried to save you. Nevertheless, I became the new and improved master of all liquids, the Liquidator. He's wet and he's cool. He's really hip. He may be made of water, but he's no drip. Do I? He's very impatient for to to find the man that he murdered <laughs> is actually not murdered. He should be a, ha a little more happy about that. And he's like, oh, correction, I was Blood Flood. And uh, the girls have quick changed into their water bottle costumes again to sing his name. And he goes on to remind Darkwing about how he murdered him. You threw me into that vat. And Darkwing is like, threw you? You fell into that vat. I mean, I had nothing to do with that. We even tried to save you. And then he pulls out the melted broom. His only evidence in case somebody uh, came looking. Exactly. It's like exhibit A. It's the <laughs> It is proof of the crime. 
The figure doesn't seem to care, really. He claims that he was turned into the master of all liquids, the liquidator. Which, I know I've said it before, but I just need to pause and say it now. It's just so good. It's such a clever name. It's such, like the whole salesman thing is like such a great character concept. And it's just nailed so well. I love it so much. He talks in like the little like commercial language. It's great. Fantastic. And I'm a little surprised that this is his only solo episode. I'm not super surprised because I can't think of any (laughs) other ones. But he does seem to just trounce Darkwing effortlessly Mm -hmm. throughout this entire episode. So it's like throwing the other ones in kind of, I guess, underpowers him. I don't know. It's just. Darkwing very well could have died at least 18 times in this episode. Maybe it's because there aren't a whole lot of ways to defeat him. So once they figured out Mm -hmm. how to defeat him in this episode, they were like, crap, how do we do that in future episodes without it being, Mm. you know, because the only other time that they bring up Liquidator's weakness is in Jailbird, which we already covered, and they literally use the same thing that they used in this episode as his weakness so perhaps Mm. they kind of wrote themselves into a corner there you just gotta turn him into jello pudding we'll get there one day so yeah i love the liquidator fantastic character he looks great like his character design is fantastic and everything about him just wow chef kiss i love him so yeah the liquidator oozes out of his trench coat as the Buddy Jingle Girls sing again, and he reforms as the blue bubbly dog we know and love. And Darkwing does not hesitate and just punches him. He's like, the wet look is out. But of course, he's made of water, so his fist just goes right through him. And the liquidator retaliates by turning uh, into a giant hand and throwing Darkwing into the brick wall, which he slides down. And that's the really janky animation that uh, hit me. So if you're looking to pinpoint that exact moment, please, I beg you, please go look at this little deformed man. And it really, I've said it before, but this episode just flips animation quality so drastically from one scene to the next. It's very Looney Tunes in parts. Mm -hmm. Like when i think it was in the beginning when herb is saying oh you should get a, a three-quarter pygmy flange and drake just flips out at him it's just like textbook daffy duck like jumping up in the air with his legs going all over the place as he's yelling at him so it's a strange one but it's fun i like it he's like are oh, your muscles sore tired aching dry liquidator brand deep heating rub and he tries to Boil Darkwing alive with a, a wall of water that kind of closes him in. And Darkwing does not catch on and is like, ooh, water, I'm really scared, and shoves his face in there, <laughs> burning himself. Because obviously, and he, to his credit, is just like, oh my god, it's so hot. He's like, oh no, it's not hot, it's boiling. And then the jingle buddy girls are back in their finest attire, aka a lobster costumes. And they. <laughs> They are just lobsters with lady legs. And it's magnificent. Beautiful. Perfect. Stunning. (laughs) No notes. It is the peak of fashion. The liquidator starts narrating his plan to us as the boiling water starts to close in on Darkwing. And then Launchpad just slams the door open and hits the liquidator with it, making the water collapse and not boil our hero. 
I actually had to rewind at that point. I'm like, wait, what? How did he? I was like, oh, he hit him with the door. So launch pad to the rescue, opening the sewer door. DW's Darkwing Duck! Ah! Lobster women! Never mind the seafood, old pal. You just splushed the bad guy. I, I did? And then we get the finest sound clip of all time as Launchpad screams, Ah! Lobster woman! But he also looks so calm. I think they reused animation because it does not whatsoever match. He's basically wiping water <laughs> off his forehead very calmly. And yeah. I, think they just, I don't know if it was from somewhere else in the episode or maybe they just took it from like the cutting room floor. But that definitely was not the right animation. No, he's just kind of slicking his hair out of his face and his his voice is terrified and he just is like he it was like oh lobster woman <laughs> but no it's magnificent liquidator turns into a little worm type thing and starts growling like a dinosaur so maybe maybe dinosaur molecules who knows um he starts worming away Darkwing grabs him and hangs on and of course gets dragged all over the place until he eventually slams into a door perpetrating puddle sloshes away liquidator laughs his way through the pipes and the jingle girls reappear in pipe costumes and darkwing just kind of shoes them away he's like get out of here go because for the most part like they're there so many times and nobody even pays any attention to them maybe two or three times out of like the eight times they show up there's like actual interaction so that was pretty funny darkwing's just like get out of here go and then he and Launchpad try to trace the pipe. Uh, the Liquidator escaped in. And of course, they wind up in the waterworks. And Darkwing starts trapping the Liquidator with strategically closed water valves. And the waterworks eventually looks more like his front lawn with all the, the pipes tangled up. But the Liquidator squeezes out of a leak and clobbers Darkwing with himself, but shaped like a hammer. Darkwing laments that he didn't think fighting a water villain would be so hard and liquidator's like hey that's a good idea hard water and then he turns all the city's water into uh like a, a yellow cementy goo type thing like a jello and kind of see through it and we check in with uh the residents of saint canard that we've seen so far it messes up goslin's water hose water plan and she's wearing uh, her... a tracksuit for that one she frame. is just I that forgot one frame. that and nowhere else in the episode just that one frame yeah and it's hot so i don't know why she would be wearing more clothes <laughs> interesting yeah and herb is doing dishes and his little apron finds that his dishes are suspended in a jello mode of hard water and he just kind of looks this is one of the, this will surprise everyone, this is one of the stills that Ange sent me. His eyes are looking in completely random directions, and he goes, Binky, we got a problem. And uh, Tank is jumping off the diving board and bounces off the water and presumably somewhere into the yard. Honker is not in this episode at all. No. He's probably sitting in his room, it's nice and air-conditioned, and he has no idea that any of this is happening. I have a question. Okay. Yes. So this indicates that Liquidator has some kind of telekinesis power where he can just transform all the water within a certain radius, like he's part of it or the water is part of him. But mm -hmm. I assume cartoon characters, if they have the same biology as us, they too have 
water in their bodies. So is there a possibility that Liquidator could just, you know, harden people's veins and the blood in their body? Or are they just maybe cartoon characters don't have any blood or veins? He's got... He's a bloodbender. He's the OG bloodbender. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're make, made of ink. Maybe ink is different. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm, I think. Hmm. They really did give him hardcore powers because it's one thing to be made of water, but to be able to yeah. control all the water within. I assume it's within a certain radius. Probably. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't even know because then the next thing that happens, he, the liquidator turns like water into a giant boulder and ro like rolls it at Darkwing Launchpad that knocks them out of the waterworks into the Audubon Bay, which is still liquid. And Darkwing prematurely says, we could drink the bay. Nah, nah, nah. Liquidator just pops up next to him. He's like, oh yeah, I'll just turn this hard too. And then turns the entire bay into this hard water jello sludge stuff. Oh, could the liquidator turn the entire ocean into hard water? I don't know. He's like super overpowered in this episode. Yeah, and also Darkwing, please don't drink the bay. That's how you get equal. I know. <laughs> this is terrible. This is the first of many poor decisions that are made about what we should be drinking. But yeah, he just he just straight up has a glass in his pocket, I suppose, and just starts drinking the bay. But then he's trapped in it because it's hard water now. Him and Launchpad are kind of trapped up to the waist. And Liquidator is announcing his latest price gouging scheme and proclaims that his bottled water will now be sold at $5,000 a bottle and uh, walks off. Everything is going perfectly fine for him. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. It's a good day. Darkwing tries to cut himself free with a device called the Thing Cutter, but it doesn't work and just buzzsaws its way into the, the horizon. And Darkwing says very sadly, adios, Thing Cutter. And then hires a man with a chainsaw to cut them loose. And then they kind of potato sack race their way up a skyscraper and jump off the tops to free themselves, which works, I suppose. But at what cost? <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't just have like chiseled themselves free, but hey, jumping off the top of a skyscraper works too. Darkwing hasn't had any really good ideas this whole episode, aside from finding Bud Flood and he, murdering him. He peaked early <laughs> and then he just burned himself out. Darkwing says that they're going to go get the liquidator, but he's thought of a way to beat the heat. And then we see the liquidator bathing in a bathtub of himself, I suppose, uh, fanning himself with money. And we get another I am the terror as Darkwing arrives and says, I am the soap scum that lines your bathtub. And he doesn't even get to finish his speech because the liquidator starts laughing himself silly over Darkwing's new look. Oh, yeah. Up until this point, Drake has been wearing um, red shorts and a tank top. And like a little visor cap and flip-flops. Um, and now he is in the Darkwing hat and mask and cape. But he is wearing like a green striped turtleneck and uh, shorts. Is he wearing shorts? I think he's wearing shorts. Yes, I think he's wearing... And, and flip-flops again. And Darkwing is like, what are you, the fashion police? And Liquidator says that he looks like his cousin Morty. And produces a picture of a, a heavyset dog-nosed guy. Basically the same outfit without, you know, like the Darkwing stuff. And then Darkwing approaches, well, Morty probably wasn't as handy with a cleaning sponge. And uh, the liquidator's eyes bug out of his head, but they're water bottles, which is a nice touch. And he pulls the plug on his bath and slips down into the drain 
but Launchpad is in the basement of wherever this is and cinches the pipe closed as he passes. And then we get another I am the terror that flaps in your pipes. I am the hairball that clogs your drain. I am the original Mr. Fix-It. And they heat up the boiler that the liquidator is in, I guess trying to kill him once again. And he comes out in steam and it's just like, well, I'm the best. And then the boiler explodes. And then Darkwing finally admits that he's a bad plumber. <laughs> and the liquidator walks into a giant walk-in freezer that's there for some reason. Darkwing and Launchpad try to keep him in, but then the water on the shelves nearby bursts like out of their bottles and they're just like these little water monsters and they let the liquidator out and the liquidator is partially frozen and kind of slushy and uh he then darkwing smashes feet. he has human oh feet. he does yeah because he was like kicking trying to kick the door down or something and he's just got like human toes for a hot second <laughs> The sins of animation <laughs> on fragrant display in this episode. Um, at least he didn't have like human ears, so it wasn't a full on horror show. Bar is low. <laughs> the bar is very low. So Liquidator's moving very slow because he's frozen, and then Darkwing smashes him with a hammer, and then all the little water monsters splat into puddles. And uh, Darkwing threatens him to turn all the water back, or he'll scoop him into snow cones and feed him to the children. Darkwing, what? He's so he's <laughs> murdering people, and now cannibalism. Uh -huh. oh, goodness, I know we. What, I don't even remember what this episode was rated, but it probably could have used a stronger one. <laughs> but then, of course, another pipe bursts and Liquidator is back on top of his game. And the water is flowing again. He's made it not hard water. And then he's just like a giant tidal wave that chases Darkwing and Launchpad through the sewers. And Darkwing finds a little valve thing that flew off his sprinkler at the beginning of the episode. Bluing him in that they know where they are. And Launchpad is like, oh, hey, that's a three-quarter pinkney flange. Mm, there it is <laughs> the mystery they scramble up into the street where goslin is pissed that her business is dried up and a geyser of water shoots out of the sewers and she rushes over and fills a cup why is everyone trying to drink the most unpotable water please stop drinking the bay and sewer water <laughs> and darkwing is like hey give me a drink oh darkwing it's sewer water that's made of the liquidator and she's like, cash first. And uh, the liquidator is, of course, in the cup and oozes out like, oh, girl, after my own heart. And then the little water monster guys are back and they start attacking her. And to her credit, she holds her own quite a bit. The liquidator is apparently going to make her his protege as he gets his little water monsters to start dragging her off. But Darkwing takes the concrete mix from the sidewalk construction guys and throws it on the liquidator who hardens and all the water goes back to normal. Bay ungloops, and we see that the ship and the fish that were stuck are now free, and the Muddlefoots are sitting in their living room with the jelly dishwater on their coffee table. And Herb is like, You're right, Binky, it does make a nice centerpiece. And then, of course, curse splash, then water goes everywhere, and dishes are broken. Drake and Goslin, like, time has passed, and Drake and Goslin are approached by the same news reporter from Better Than Your Homes and Gardens magazine that was gaga for Herb and asked to take a picture of his plumbing extravaganza, and not only now does Drake's sprinkler system work, but he's got the liquidator as a central fountain on his lawn, which 
is super dark. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty messed up. In so many ways. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, how is the water flowing through him? Did Darkwing chisel a line through the liquidator? To get the water to come out of his mouth? This is the corpse of the man I murdered. He's not at all concerned that he might come back to life eventually and murder them on his front lawn. It's front lawn now that he knows where they live. Oh, so that's it. That's dry hard. And, um, Darkwing, we got to see his dark side, I suppose. He's gonna feed Bud Flood to, to children and other sorts of unspeakable things. And Honker's just locked up in his room, not paying attention to anything that's happening. Oh, it's funny, though, because it's just... Darkwing was probably a little more callous than he normally is, but he is, I guess what makes him unique as a hero is that he is kind of a dick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's on full display in this episode. Yeah. I also figure he's probably like super hot and sweaty and over it. All he wants is for his sprinkler system to work. He's got to go solve a crime. No one can sit at home and watch the shoe show terrible terrible day but yeah it was fun i i liked it there was a heck of a lot of herb muddlefoot in it and most of the muddlefoot family but yeah overall like there wasn't a lot of goslin there was goslin but she wasn't in it, in it like a super a lot she didn't tag along for any of the the murder and we totally just lost the the singing girls i guess when darkwing told them to get lost they actually did because that was the last we ever saw of them. They're just down in the sewers, and you can hear them every so often when you're That's... walking down the street. You'll <laughs> hear them to this day. <laughs> Cut to Jim Starling in the sewers and two lobster women just tap dance up to him. <laughs> oh, his first minions. They were fun, but I could also see why they never appeared in any other episode. They had one gimmick. And it was a great gimmick. Mm-hmm. I felt like they would have worn out their welcome pretty soon if they were in anymore. And he really is an interesting character on his own because, as we said, he's just so overpowered in this. And it just makes you think that he's the most powerful member of the Fearsome Five. I would say so. And yet they kind of down. He's he's there. I mean, the whole time with the Fearsome Five. But I feel like he's the most uh, underappreciated of the five. Yeah, he's just like hanging out with the boys. He's just like, yeah, all right. I'm here. I'll do a quip. And then, you know, get smacked into Megavolt, which is his lot in life. But I don't know. He's, he's a fun character. And I guess I'm curious to, like, if they had ever done another standalone Liquidator episode, like, what that might have been like. Do you have any theories as to how he was changed into a water person after dissolving? Yes. Dinosaur molecules. Oh, of course, the most obvious answer. <laughs> what was that? I, well, I am a water physicist. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I have a couple theories. I guess one is just the magic of science, where I don't even know magic science, whatever you call it. He just he clowns. clowns, clown magic, clown magic. <laughs> Just turned him into, but the other one I thought was maybe he actually died and he's actually a ghost 
And Ooh. he's a ghost that, because he died in water, he's more of like a, a instead of being like a classic ghost, he's literally, he's the embodiment of water. And I don't know what you would call that, like a water wraith. Mm. And maybe he doesn't even know that he's dead. Ooh. I think he's immortal at this point. Him and Bushroot are both. Yeah, right. All they have to do is wait, and then Darkwing will be dead, and they could do whatever they want. Play the long game. Bushroot and Liquidator at the end of the world. Yeah. So there we go. I just, I loved how pretty the Muddlefoot house was. It really was just like a beautiful little house that apparently they blow up every other day. <laughs> I guess they have good homeowner's insurance because it's always built up. Very nice. Oh, yeah, so how would you rate this one? Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five because I think for the most part, it's a good episode. I wouldn't say it's amazing. Like, it doesn't blow mm. me away or I don't think of it as one of my top favorite Darkwing episodes. But it's a solid origin episode. It's a little, what's the word, tedious in some places. They attempt several times to defeat the Liquidator and they keep failing. Mm. At some point, it's like, and then they do this, and then they do this, and then they just go to, from one place to the other. So there are points where I feel like that got a little monotonous. And then, of course, the animation was chaotic. So <laughs> It truly was. I do think it, on the whole, I mean, it's a fun episode for the Liquidator, especially. And it is one that if you were to ask me what episodes to watch, I would recommend watching this one earlier on because it is mm -hmm. an origin episode so that when you get to Justice, Justice Ducks, you're not like, who is this guy? What's his deal? Why is he talking in jingles and slogans? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, because it's like, as far as origin stories that make sense... Or origin episodes that make sense in the overall continuity. We really just have Bushroot and Liquidator. Because Megavolt is... Eh? He gets a flashback. Cla like, like Clash Reunion? Yeah. But that's... I don't know. Is that... I don't know. That one seems in the same vein of like the secret origins of Darkwing Duck for me. Where it's like, did this actually happen? Like, is this... Is this are we sticking with this? I guess that counts as him. Unreliable narrator story. Mm. It's told in both, I think both Megavolt and Darkwing have flashbacks in it. And, you know, how reliable are they in telling the truth? Even though <laughs> I would say Darkwing's was probably the truth, even though he's the way he's telling it isn't the truth. But then when you yeah. see the flashback, it's very obvious that nobody liked him. We'll get to that someday, <laughs> but. And then Negaduck we've discussed at length. He's Megavolt's son. He is Megavolt's son. And then, you know, that's uh, Drake's old classmate's son, who is also himself. Crazy. It's a crazy time. I would rate this episode 9 million out of 5 because of the copious amounts of model footing. I don't know. I feel like if the model foots weren't in it, it obviously would be a much worse episode. But I feel like it would be like a 4 out of 5. I enjoy this episode. You were onto something with the keep trying to defeat him and, and coming up short. I feel like there could have been like one less of those and it wouldn't have felt like, okay, we get it. Like he's really tough, but it's also kind of like, he's really tough. <laughs> it's like, he has to just finally throw some men on him at the last second to stop him because what else could they have possibly done? 
therein lies the problem with the liquidator. It's like, how else can you beat this guy? That's why they just kept him next to Megavolt in the lineup. It's the only way is <laughs> to make him hug Megavolt. Put them in their get-along shirt and that can't exist. So, there we go. Dry hard. We've done it. Is that a play on Die Hard? I assume so. No parallels at all. No. Dry hard to Die Hard, but the episode in which Darkwing kills a man. <laughs> I feel like there's more than one. Yes, there most certainly is. That's the only one that I remember right now. <laughs> we'll get to uh, that. can be another one on the wheel. Darkwing the wheel. kills a man category. Darkwing straight up kills a man. <laughs> So there we go. That is today's episode for y'all. Next episode will probably be comic? Yes. Okay. Episode three or issue three, rather, of the Dynamite comics. And then I guess we'll be repopulating that wheel. Mm-hmm. And we all will be surprised by that, possibly. All of the Jambalaya Jake and comic guy categories and yeah so until then uh remember that crime and water doesn't sleep and neither do we drink your water hydrate yourselves you're just a little plant and you need some bud 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 buddy fluid 